When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A woman that's fought seven times in 14 months. I mean, that's more than like Dominic Cruz, John Jones. I mean, you name them all together that haven't fought 17 times. This girl had a fight during the podcast. Like she actually, before the fight, was beating the shit out of somebody in the other room. Uh, Angela Hill, how are you? <laughs> hey, I, I missed half of your awesome introduction, so you're oh. gonna have to compliment me again. No, I'm joking. I got it. <laughs> oh, dude, you are you're killing the game. You're killing the game. I am so proud of you because, look, I was a fan of yours on The Ultimate Fighter. I was a fan when you got cut, went to Invicta. I came to your fights then. And then when you took the fight against, uh, on the short notice fight, that I was like, she's crazy. And you did awesome against, uh, what was it? Like mini uh, Vendelay. And Drod. And now yeah, here you yeah. are. Trapasaurus. And you're, you're killing the game. Uh, are you happy? Yeah, man, I'm pretty happy. Uh, you know, it sucks that uh, my last fight was technically a loss, but I feel like um, I feel like I'm almost being treated as if it was a win. Like, uh, like <laughs> I, I <laughs> like everyone suddenly like my following is boosted. Like, uh, I guess my street cred is boosted. Uh, people are starting to say that I'm gonna be the next champ, which didn't really happen before uh, before I fought Gadalia. Like. Every now and then, I get like a hardcore fan. And be like, "You're gonna be next champ." I'm like, "Shut up, <laughs> shut up." You just like me. But now it's like people who were fans of Gadalia are telling me that. Um, so, so I, I feel really positive after this loss. It does suck that I, you know, didn't get the win bonus or didn't get a uh, an actual win on my record. But it's given me a lot to look at and I think that I'm going to improve more just from this fight being a loss as opposed to having the same performance and it being a win so it's, it's just lit a fire under me and and yeah I feel happy I'm, I'm in a very positive uh, state of mind right now do you think it was like because this is my theory on why you're so good tell me if you think I'm right <laughs> when you got to the UFC <laughs> you were 17 and 0 as a kickboxer you had like zero wrestling experience. I mean, you mm-hmm. were just so brand new. And that was, everyone was like, that was your Achilles heel. But because you then like your learning curve, like you got so good now versus if you would have been a wrestler at like age five, you would maybe peaked out by the time you were 20, 21. Is that yeah. there? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think, uh, I think my mentality and um, just being thrown to the wolves so fast, so, so, 
soon in my career has really forced me to do one of two things, either quit or get better. And so I chose to get better. And I think a lot of people, you see them come to that crossroad a little too late in their career. And it's like, oh shit, like someone can actually beat me and they can't take it. You know, they can't take the fact that, oh, now all the fights are going to be hard. I'm actually going to fight people who are as talented as I am. And for me, I just came in and was like, I'm going to knock you out. And they're like, nope. And then I'm like, fuck, well, I guess I got to learn how to do this now. Um, So, uh, so yeah, I think, I think uh, I was, I was able to just get really thick skin really early in my career. And even with the ups and downs, like even now, you know, I, I honestly feel like I won, uh, I won seven out of the last eight fights that I've had, you know, but just because of the way that judging works, it's, that's not the case, but, uh, you know, I th- I feel like most people would have quit if they had my career path and the fact that I was able to take it and use it to continue to grow and get better. I feel like when I do get the belt, like no one's going to take that away from me. I believe it. I mean, you've been you've been killing the game. And I was I was doing research about you. There's so much crazy stuff about your life. Your grandparents <laughs> were abducted by aliens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was a very it was, it was a famous case. Tell me about this. Um, yeah, if you Google uh, Barney and Betty Hill, uh, Barney Hill is my grandfather. Uh, Betty Hill is his uh, second wife that my grandmother always talks shit about. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Barney and Betty Hill, they, uh, they went up to New Hampshire. They went somewhere, I forget where, for a vacation. And the cool thing uh, or the crazy thing about the story is that my dad was a kid at the time and he almost went with them but he had to stay back because his dog got sick. So he always thinks like, ah, shit, what if I had gone with them? Like I could have gotten abducted too. They could have done some weird experiments on, on them. Like I could have been part alien, you know? So so it's always funny to think of like what could have happened, but, uh, but he didn't go. So it was just my dad, my grandfather and his wife, Betty, and they went up and on the way back, they realized they lost like, um, they lost a bunch of time, like maybe six hours uh, of time on the road trip back. And they're like, what happened? And they kind of just wrote it off as some weird whatever, like just they were tripping or something. But then they started to have nightmares. And once they started talking about it, they realized they were having the same nightmares, the same like events, like being dragged out of the car, seeing the big lights in the sky, um, uh, just crazy wow. stuff like that being brought onto the spaceship. So then they got uh, this guy to hypnotize them and they both had identical stories up to the part where like the aliens like took them into separate rooms. They had identical stories of being abducted, like the whole, uh, the wow. whole like scene, seeing the spaceship in the sky and then it comes down and lands in front of them and stops their car uh, drags out my grandfather. The uh, Betty goes out willingly because she's a crazy white woman. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like it, it was it was nuts. So uh, so I think it's, it's a really cool story, and that it's kind of one of those stories that I grew up believing in, just as much as like you know believing in religion and all and Santa Claus and all that shit. But uh, but yeah, I, I still think that it's real. You know, their watches stopped that, working. They said their watches never worked again. What's that? Their watches didn't work after that? Their watches stopped working? Oh, I don't remember that detail. Is that in there? Yeah, it's in there, too. The, like, oh, okay. The watch worked after that. 
Yeah, they had all sorts of crazy shit. Like, um, oh, my grandfather had like a a weird rash around his groin. So like they we've they all been there. Some- some crazy girl (laughs) crazy chick from another galaxy um so yeah they took like a sample of from my grandfather and like they popped his dentures out and like the tops of his shoes were scuffed because they dragged him from the car to the spaceship so like he could still see the scuffs on his shoes and he's like oh how my shoes get scuffed you know so um so yeah like there's all sorts of like crazy little details and there's um there's uh, a galaxy that they showed to Betty and she was able to draw it out and they ended up finding like that galaxy late like maybe ten years after the abduction, uh the Zeta reticuli or something like that. Um so yeah, there's all sorts of crazy details. Like I'm I'm not as much of a, a an alien nut as the people who know like every single detail of it but uh but i used to i used to be deep into it and like i started i started freaking myself out so (laughs) so i backed off of it for a while that's crazy i mean that's i mean your grandpa must have the coolest stories of christmas like who uh well i never i actually never got to meet him he died in like uh i think he died in the 70s or the 60s or 70s um no the 70s yeah so i never got to meet him um and then betty died before i got to meet her too because i was doing all this research on it when i was in college and i'm like man i need to go like go go meet betty and just be like hey i'm like i'm like your man's granddaughter but then she died like maybe uh she died uh when was it i think 2000 2006 or something so i just missed out on meeting her so so yeah but like i've talked to my dad about it he's he's actually kind of he he's a little shook by the whole thing still like he's still he has this mentality where like don't ask questions that you don't want to know the answers to so um so yeah my dad's never been big into aliens or anything like that even though he totally believes the story it actually pretty nice aliens to like give him back i mean they didn't kill him yeah <laughs> right catch I mean, and release i feel like they did something. <laughs> i feel like they must have done something that, and that. um and the my grandfather died from a a brain hemorrhage so i always felt like maybe there was something up with that like maybe the two events were connected or something like he died pretty young so um so greg, yeah greg any thoughts on these aliens well i mean this, to me the idea that there aren't aliens is crazier than the idea that there are right you know i mean all you gotta do is look up at all those stars and be like we're the only ones. Right yeah. We're the only ones. <laughs> That's impossible. And then one of the things, because I've been fascinated by it, you know, and uh, just and one of the things they tell you that in the UFO experience, you know, there's no unifying factor among the types of people that have that that have had this experience, but there's a ton of unifying factors in their experience. Right. And mm-hmm. to me, all of it just adds up to the very obvious thing that, yeah, we've been visited, you know, and I'm sure it's happened for, for millennia they've been coming to this planet and stuff. And when you hear these stories, it's just like, I, I don't know, to me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all engaged. I, I'm like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. No. Like, it doesn't, I, there's no part of me that doubts it. I believe it's 100% real. I'm, I'm convinced Roxanne Modifier is an alien. I mean, <laughs> I mean, oh. I, I love Roxy, but that, I mean, that's just can't she can't be real. She's like, a super saiyan. 
She's <laughs> yeah. She she has I, a little monkey toe. <laughs> I love her, but there's something. But now now what's crazy about you? So the hair. I love your hair, by the way. Uh, yeah. When did this? What what made you decide to go longer? Um, it's, it's really just a protective style if you want to get into black hair. So, um, <laughs> so it's a protective style. I, I love uh, fighting with my hair big, but it shrinks like a motherfucker um, when I cut weight and stuff. So, uh, and uh, most people don't know this, but like if you have tight curls and you pull it out, like blow it out, like with a hair dryer or whatever. As soon as it gets a little wet, it starts to shrink. So that's like where all those like stereotypes, like don't don't get a black woman's hair wet. It's it's true because we all have a tight curl pattern. So whatever we do to make it straight, once you get it wet, it just reverses it. So it reverts back to its uh, original curl pattern. So so I like my hair being big. So I've been trying to grow it out recently, and. Uh, when I train, my hair gets ripped out all the time when, when it's in the Afro, like, like if you look at, uh, any, anyone with Velcro is basically like my kryptonite because <laughs> if you look at the way Velcro connects, you have like a fuzzy side that looks like my hair and then you have like the hard side that attaches. So every day I'm like, you know, like ripping someone's Velcro out of my hair. So, um, so yeah, the long hair is like it's, <laughs> it's cute, but it's also functional. It, it keeps my hair from getting ripped out by my training partners. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Because I, I remember I was sitting with somebody. I think it was Jay Haran. And I was like, "You see Angela Hill?" And he, he goes, "Damn!" Because like nah. like, <laughs> you were like, like you don't like um, I like I don't know how to say it without being like offensive. But like, when you, but when you, <laughs> just offend me. But just when you like you get dressed up, you really get dressed up. Like at the fights, you wear these tight ass, and I think people are just like, "Who's that?" And then, nah. like, like, definitely like whose uh, girlfriend is that? <laughs> right, exactly. Hey, that's the look what I was going for. So thanks. <laughs> no problem. I remember one time you were walking out, and I, I like your husband a lot. He's a super nice guy. You're still married, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know how many times I've been like, I love your boyfriend. Oh, we're divorced. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm yeah, like, oh. Some, some like big black dude walks out the bathroom yeah. like, oh, hey. <laughs> so you, I was at one of your fights and you were walking out and somebody was like, you're going to lose, right? And it was the guy next to me, but I didn't know the person. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. And then your boyfriend or your husband just gives him the middle finger. Like, yeah. As, like, as you're walking to the octagon. And I was like, That's yeah. That's pretty cool. That was, yeah, that was he's nice. he's hardcore. He's he's not one to be fucked with. Like uh, I've I feel like I'm pretty calm as a person, and he's like my the yin to my yang. Like he's the exact opposite. Like if you cross us, especially me, if you if you try to fuck with me, he's like you know ready to pounce immediately. Yeah. So I'm happy that they did that when I was walking out and he was busy with something <laughs> as opposed to doing it like afterwards or before, uh, then, you know, he, yeah. that guy would have got slapped, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, like, he's, I like it. No, he's it, my guard dog. It was cool. But you guys were like homeless together at one point. I mean, you guys were living in a gym together, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we weren't homeless, homeless. Like we always had a place to go, but, uh, we definitely did the whole like living at the gym, you know, uh, uh, cleaning up in order to pay for my training and, you know, all the all the cliche 
origin stories like that, rags to riches. Um, but we always, we always had like a, a good security net. Like my parents could always like, you know, chip in if, if I needed it or his parents or whatever. But like, yeah, we didn't want to do that. We wanted to make our own way. And so that first year in the UFC where like, I wasn't really making any money. Um, I, I moved from New York to North Carolina and like, we didn't want to like, jump into another apartment because we didn't have shit like we we saved up all our money so we could both start working and move and then we didn't really have much extra so yeah I was living at the gym I lived at the gym for maybe a year which was also a church <laughs> wow and then uh, eventually just there you go yeah, I know, right? Wow. That's a fish, that's stone. just efficient right there. Yeah, right. You know, you yeah. It all in one place. Yeah, it's like I'm not going to church, so <laughs> living in one should help, <laughs> just in case, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it was, it was a. We've had a crazy ride together. We've been through a lot together. I, I love it. Now, and then, what kind of like when I see you, I think like classy, fun but not a wild girl. But then I'm like, hmm, wonder, I was thinking like, what was you like in high school and college? Like, <laughs> were you like a, a girl that just like put out at parties or were you <laughs> like a girl that was like reserved? Were you like a girl, a one boyfriend kind of girl? Dude, I was such a dork. I was, I was a huge, huge dork. Like I can't even say nerd because nerd kind of makes you seem cool. But, <laughs> but no, I was just like, <laughs> quiet and lame you know um so uh i went to i went to a high school a suitland high school and it's like a one of those high schools like it's still it's still kind of hood but it has an arts program so they had like arts uh, um drama band uh or music i guess and um and i was there in the art program so like we we called ourselves the annex kids because we were a little different from the main building kids like we were like way less cool <laughs> and uh and yeah it was it was it was kind of a cool way to do high school it was like all these like glee type shows you know like we would go and we just work on art we paint we draw and then the other half of the day we're doing normal high school stuff like math and history and trying trying not to stand out too much you know in the cafeteria and all that awkward stuff so yeah I was super awkward super quiet so anyone who knew me in high school who remembered me in high school and knows that I'm a UFC fighter now they're just like whoa what the fuck you know like wow. how, how and, and why <laughs> you know but uh but yeah everyone seems pretty uh pretty impressed with my I don't know my evolution as a yeah. person no, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's amazing. I, and I think that, like, uh, what's cool about you is that you could, you could, you're, like, beautiful and sexy and strong without being slutty. You don't have to, you know, like, <laughs> like, a lot of times I feel like a lot of these girls are just, like, they're pretty, but it's, it's too much. Like, yeah. even like, even, like, the Bellator girl, I forgot her name, the girl, she's, like, she's kind of big. She's a Taekwondo girl. She was uh, little, um, Gabby Garcia. No, she's an she's oh. No, she's hot. Don't get me Gabby's wrong. Gabby's got some pictures out there. Don't get, me, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. The girl's hot, but it's almost like you're like, okay, we get it. Like we get it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no. I don't know who he's talking. There's a, there's a few people like that. There's a few people like that. 
the one that was fighting with the girl in the UFC. There was a lesbian girl in the UFC, a girl that was a lesbian in the UFC that was like, I get it. This is not empowering women. Uh, we, do we have to do this to sell ourselves? They were fighting with each other. The girl that won the Ultimate Fighter was fighting with her. The girl with the short hair. Um, oh, Nico? Nico Montan? Well, after that, the year after, the girl with like, the, was, she lost. She beat Jillian Anderson, the girl, but then she lost to somebody that was pretty good. Uh, forgot. She was fighting with the other girl. Oh, that big, tall girl? Yeah, she was fighting with the big, girl. tall, you know scary looking girl. The one that, like, yeah. the one that Luke Rockhold tried to get into her DMs. And then mom <laughs> and then Dude, Mothball. I've missed all the gas. I need to, I need to watch your show more. I missed then, all of this. And then Mothball <laughs> was like fucking, she's taken or something. And then it was like he just like slammed her. There was this. Oh man. There's a anyway. She's a hot girl, but she's always like bouncing with fucking pasties and showing how hot she is, or like, or like, or like deep throating her fucking. For like, uh, you know, okay, and now you can't think of her name. <laughs> now you can't think of her name. <laughs> now I know her name. But Felice like, Hillard. No, not Felice. She's like Felice. Y'all are naming all the like. She's like, <laughs> all the she's like Felice three I mean, she's like. Dude, fuck. it's so funny. It's like it's like having one of those commercials that are really catchy, but you have no idea what they're advertising. Like it totally, <laughs> de totally defeated the purpose. Uh, like, uh, yeah, the marketing. Like I've been up. researching hot Bellator chicks for the past ten minutes. I think you're talking about Heather Hardy. No, no, it? no. I'm not talking about Heather Hardy. Is it, she's, she's, bad. Yeah. she's like I googled uh, she's like Adam, I, I googled fighters that deep throat and I came up Brendan Shaw. Like I don't know what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's like she's like Latina <laughs> girl. You know what I'm talking hey, about. McCorkle's oh, here. She's McCorkle's here. Was she in our MMA babes video? I think she might have been. She's undefeated Latin girl from out of out of uh, I think I know you're talking out about. of American Top Team. Yeah, I know who you're talking. It's, it starts with a V, right? Yeah. Or, anyway, or an L. The point, the point <laughs> is that she's really hot, and I, I think and I, I was I, just looking at her page. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not hating on this girl. Like, yeah. if that's what you want to do, do it. I'm just saying that preferably. I think you're doing it the right way because like that last thing you posted on Instagram where you're like, you're like your ass is out, but you could sort of see it, but you can't. And you're like, yeah, it's just a little peek. Yeah, where it's like, you know to be honest though, to be honest, I think it's more out of respect for my husband. Cause like the, the, the quick returns you get from putting your ass out there are, are insane. Like, like, uh, you know, razor blades, Curtis blades was kind of being made fun of for calling it out, but it's true. Like a lot of people are in there and they're ranked and they're getting better opportunities, like a better fights or whatever, or more publicity just because they're getting their ass out and getting their followers up. So then you don't have to do as much work to promote them. You know, they, they're marketing themselves. So you don't have to like worry about that side of it. So I, I get it, you know, I totally get it. But I, I try to, I try to keep it PC just, just so, you know, for Adam, for my husband, Adam doesn't have to, you know, imagine random guys jerking off to my Instagram. Well, there's the truth. I mean, that, yeah, if you want to be honest. Yeah, he, has, a, he has a pretty... And I would like to say, you know, that marketing doesn't always work. I've been showing my ass for years. No one gives a shit. So, oh, man. Look, I'm not, <laughs> and by the way, I'm not slut-shaming. Honestly, look, I'm, I'm going to look at the picture and be like, well, wow, that's a good-looking ass. I'm, I'm, a, I'm not going to be like, I'm not looking... Oh, this is disgusting. 
go ahead. Yeah. I'd rather have that than a turtleneck any day of the week. Okay, I'm just, hey, McCorkle. Uh, yes, sir. Can you turn your, your, your volume down a little bit? My volume? Yeah. Echo. Echo, yeah, yeah. Or you put in headphones. Or you put in headphones, you know, headphones. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna- Is that any better? I'm just saying, like, I could see, like, if I was, yeah, it's perfect. If I was your husband, Angela, I would, I would like, just the amount of, like, where you're like, damn, she's hot, without feeling like you know what she ate for lunch. Uh, <laughs> Knowing where exactly the hole is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the camel toe. Yeah. Uh, that's so funny. By the way, so we got Sean McCorkle, by the way, who is now a regular segment, uh, the McCorkle Minute. Where he's gonna do a couple minutes of stand-up comedy. Uh, he's uh, one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. I'm a huge fan of Sean McCorkle. He's killing the game. Uh, you've seen him, people from Indiana. Uh, this guy uh, tapped out Mark Hunt in 49 seconds. Please give it up for Sean McCorkle. Hey! I turned the volume all the way down, but I'm gonna assume there was a bunch of laughter and uh, clapping. So yes. yes, um, yes. All right, Adam, this is what I got to start with this week. I'm sure you guys all saw John Jones uh, with the controversy on Twitter last night. Um, he was very upset. I think he's trolling, but maybe not. Um, he was upset because there was a pair of pants at a Hollister store uh, that said Black uh, Negro on it. And he was like, can you believe they have a pair of jeans called Black Negros on here? And apparently it was just in Spanish, you know, for the Spanish-speaking people to buy. But um, the real question I had, the thing that confused me is what was John Jones doing in a Hollister to begin with? You know, right. like he's a pretty big dude. What's he doing? And then I, <laughs> I asked around a little bit. My sources told me apparently his 13 year old niece had a date with Chris D'Elia. So there it is. So Hey, did you see the uh, 30 for 30 um, with um, Bruce Lee? I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah. Um, it was called Like Water. You know, he always said that people should be like water or something, like martial artists, you know. And uh, I lost, actually, I won a ton of money the last time Angela fought because I'm a rabid MMA better. So I always have won money on her. Uh, when you told me she was on the show today, I was like, tell her thanks because I won a bunch of money on her. I got murdered on the Bruce Leroy fight um, last week. I mean, I had, I had him losing that fight like nine different parlays, you know, so – uh, when he when he won, he looked the best he's ever looked. I was like, man, they need to do a thirty for thirty on Bruce uh, Leroy, and they should call it Light Colt Forty Five. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's Bruce Leroy, right? <laughs> All right. So that was the weak one. Um, oh, uh, your buddy Brendan Shaw that we were talking about earlier, Adam. Um, yeah. He's got a guy. Do you know his uh, his production assistant named Chin? Have you ever seen him? No. He's got a guy that he depends on everything. This guy, Chin, does, like, everything for the show. He's kind of like uh, Joe Rogan's Jamie, you know, like, does everything uh, for him. Well, I guess he's recently announced he's leaving the show. Um, you know, like, I don't know what's going on. And um, I was thinking how ironic it is that uh, Brendan Schaub finally feels like he's getting somewhere just to find out he won't have a career anymore because he has no chin. So, um, that was ironic. That was, that was good. That was good. <laughs> I like speaking pints. of uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, <laughs> Asian guys and Brendan Shaw. Now, um, you guys saw a few weeks ago when uh, Kim Jong Un disappeared, right? For like three weeks, everybody thought he was dead. They thought the yeah. coronavirus had got him. You know, like there was all kind of different like rumors uh, going around that uh, what had happened to him. And uh, I had said a few weeks before that that uh, the whole North Korea crisis had been solved easily because uh, Donald Trump had threatened North Korea that if they didn't quit doing their nuclear test, he was going to send Brendan Schaub on a nationwide comedy tour and bomb the shit out of every city. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I knew North Korea was <laughs> bombing all over North Korea. So that, uh, you know, I was, I didn't surprise when he disappeared. But then actually, Shab was instrumental in, in finding uh, Kim Jong Un because if there's anybody that can find an Asian jerk off uh, place, it's, uh, or Asian jerk off any place, it's uh, Brennan Shab. I don't know if you guys heard that rumor. That's a good joke if you heard it. Apparently, no one has. All right. <laughs> Sounds like a good one. Uh, <laughs> you got to get it out in one straight shot. It was <laughs> All right. Yeah, I missed that. Okay. So, anyway, lastly, uh, to continue the disappointment, um, I was cracking up this morning watching Dana White had an interview. And Dana's man, he's getting really tired in his older years, I guess, or people like asking the same questions over and over again. So, they asked him about what is John Jones fighting again? And he said he's retired. That was just his response. He's retired. He said, what about Nate Diaz? And Dana says, I heard he was retired. He said, what about George Masvidal? He said, last I heard, he was retired. He said, what about Henry Cejudo coming back and fighting at 145? He said, he's retired. So they were getting down you know, pretty low on the list. I said, well, what about Brendan Schaub? And he said, he's retarded. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I guess that's actually, that was a little bit uh, politically incorrect. I should have said he's down soon. Got so it. That would have been more politically correct. He's down soon. <laughs> All right, that's what you say anymore. I had a dream today. Um, this is the truth. I woke up on film today. I just had a three-hour dream that me and George Masvidal were hanging out with a midget baby, um, stealing people's weed. I don't even smoke weed, but I dreamed we were stealing people's weed, hanging out with a midget baby all night. It was like a two-hour dream, and George kept telling me why he didn't want to fight anymore and like trying to plead his case on a contract with me. I said, on George, I, I agree, man, you should be paid more. That's not a joke. That really happened. So I had like a three-hour George Masvidal dream. It was really odd. Uh, which made me think of that joke about uh, me having Down syndrome, apparently. No, uh, but that's it for the minute today. Hey, hey John, give it up for Sean McCarkle. See you next week. Sean, I love you, man. I love you. I love you, dude. Take care, brother. See you guys. Peace. All right, that was Sean McCarkle. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, by the way, so um, I guess this John Jones says he's retired. He wants to box Mike Tyson. And then in a boxing match, but then Tyson has to do an MMA fight against him. I, I, look, I'm going to watch it, okay? I'm going to watch this. I'm going to pay for this. <laughs> um, I think that Tyson destroys him in boxing and Jones destroys him in MMA. Is that, Angela, am I crazy for thinking this? Or is that pretty much what's going to happen? For thinking you're going to watch it? No. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, no, everyone's going to watch that shit. I, I was stoked, man. I, I'm all down for like people getting paid, and that's definitely a fight uh, everyone would fucking tune in for. Um, and yeah, everyone knows what's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, but it's still cool, you know. It's still cool to see to see it happen. I mean, you're a striker, um, though. Does I mean, does a does a 35 year old John Jones have any shot against a 55 year old Mike Tyson in boxing? I don't, I don't know what the drop off is for for boxers, you know. But Mike Tyson's so fucking good, and like, I think, I think if you ever get jabbed, if you ever like, I felt a jab from like a legit boxer before, it was just messing around, and it feels so much different from all the pro like high level MMA fighters jabs like it just feels like you're getting prodded with a with a still pull you know so it's 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 definitely a difference you know like just because they only focus on those moves they only focus on boxing there's so much more sharp and they understand so many more mechanics than we ever get to like we'll never get to that level where we're understanding boxing mechanics in the way that Mike Tyson is um but people don't think about that. They just see like, oh, fights, people getting punched in the face. It's going to be cool. Anyone can win. Um, but yeah, I don't think that's, I, I definitely don't think that's the case. I'm, I'm not too, 
I'm not too versed in like how long it takes for someone who's that that good in boxing to like for for like the young up and comers who aren't as good but just younger i don't know like when they meet skill wise um but but i've seen the videos like mike tyson still looks like scary as fuck man <laughs> uh, greg thoughts what's that what are your thoughts on this fight oh <laughs> i thought you said greg fox no, no, I'm like, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, whenever my wife lets me, yeah, Greg Fox, fucks. Greg fucks when his wife lets him. That's exactly right. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, you know what? It's so funny. It's, it's like, you know, when Connor fought, uh, you know, what's his name? The money, uh, money team. It's like, it, it did seem like it would be more fair if he gave him a shot in the MMA ring, too. I mean, that does seem the only re real way to size it up. Yeah, is to have, and and yeah, I pay to see it. I guess, yeah, I pay to I see. I'm not gonna learn how to do a double leg or. A really no, yeah, I mean, anytime a boxer gets in there, <laughs> the MMA cages legs, they get them on the ground, and their legs just stick out. You know, doing nothing, yeah. you know, just waiting for the upper body to do the rest, and it, it becomes very obvious they don't belong in there. But I think that would be the fairest way of doing it, and I pay to see both. It'd be great if they could do both on the same night. I gotta ask. Oh, yeah, yeah I gotta funny. ask. Back in the day, Angela, you were part of that crew in San Diego with Magania and Rowdy Beck, and they were always posting boob shots or deep throating bananas or something. Like, was that legit? Did they, they, were they were they wild party girls, or was that just all for the Instagram? Um, no, they they get wild. They get wild. They like to party. I I never really partied with uh, Magania outside of the house. Um, but, uh, but Beck's a lot of fun. Yeah. Beck's a lot of fun to party with. Like she, she doesn't get too rowdy to the point where you're like, oh, now I got to drag this bitch home. You know, like she's, she's like the right <laughs> amount of crazy, fun, spontaneous, but also responsible about her own ass. Like you don't have to like yeah. call her a cab, you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun. Now but what happened little, with, uh, yeah. with, now like you're like a staple. Like you and Phil Davis and Dominic Cruz are like the staple of um, your gym in San Diego. I feel like mm -hmm. you guys are like the, the OGs. But then you got people that come in like like Kat Zingano, I think is there now, right? And uh, she State. came in for about uh, about a year, and then she she's still in San Diego, but she's not at Alliance anymore. Ooh, what happened? Um, she just, she wanted, uh, different things. I think like she wanted, she wanted to kind of put different parts of her camp together and she liked certain coaches in the area and she liked the area. Um, but yeah, it, it was just like a, a kind of like a gym thing. Like she liked our head coach, but she also wanted like a coach from another gym and a coach from another gym. So it just made more sense for her to put her own camp together and instead of trying to get it all together. Well. Caldwell was killing it over there. What happened there? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, think, uh, I think he just had a couple losses and was like, I need to switch it up, you know? Like, and and I'm, I wasn't super surprised because when he came to our gym, it was literally like a day after he had lost to um, that guy. Uh, he guillotined him. I think it was yeah. like uh somebody i forget his name but he got guillotine it was like his first loss or something yeah by the a guy from kid from guam right the kid from guam yeah yeah and he showed up to our gym like that monday 
I was just like, whoa, what the fuck? What do you do? Didn't you just fight? And he's like, yeah, trying to get better. So I think, I think he, I think he's one of those people where if he feels things are getting stagnant, he just ups and moves. And, uh, and yeah, he's, he's about to fight soon. I think, I think he's going to be on one of the next Bellator yeah, no, once I they think, get I up and running. AJ McKee for a million dollars. Yeah. So, so that's, that's a, that's a nasty fight, man. So like, yeah, I, I wish the best for him. Like he left on, he left on good terms. Like I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I'm just hoping he's getting what he needs, but yeah, that's going to be, and he's just like one of those like athlete type people. Like he can, he can do crazy shit. Just as soon as he gets to the gym, no need to warm up. He's just doing like crazy, like acrobatics and shit. Like he's like, yeah, he's definitely like one of those kind of specimen fighters. So, and, and oh. so is AJ McKee. So I'm like, ah, yeah, this is going to be a crazy fight. Now, Angie, um, uh, Greg, I want to get your, and we dug your opinion on this too. Sometimes I have a tough time as a, as a podcaster and as a, cause I like to be friends. I'm a, I'm, I'm a people pleaser. I hate this to my downfall. I want everyone to like me, which is a hard thing to do when you're a fucking comic and you're making fun of people. Like it's, I try to do it in a way where I'm like, even sometimes I remember I called you like one of the members of the Jackson five or something. And then I like felt bad. And then I called you after I'm like, Hey, I made this, it was like after a loss. I'm like I made this joke about you. I hope you don't get offended. You're like, it's fine. You're like, it's fine. You're like, that's a great joke. Blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but like a guy like Colby Covington, right. Where a guy, he's always been nice to me as a person. He always does the podcast. He called me after my mom died. He was like, just a, Aww. but, but at the same time, he says these things where I'm just like, like, yeah, yeah. Brazilians are all filthy animals or, or this. And you're just like things that I don't agree with. And it's hard sometimes to separate because other people are like, how can you be friends with a guy who's a bigot? I'm like, well, I think it's a character that he's doing to kind of ruffle feathers. This isn't the person that I know. And then I get into a situation where, like, where I've had a manager of a lot of fighters tell his clients to not do my show because I've had Colby on. And, mm. uh, and, and now that cut off 25 people. And, and I'm like, oh, wow. and I'm like, and I tell the manager, look, I don't want to censor people. That's not my job to police what they say. I don't agree with these people. But if, if, I, if I only had people on my show that I agree with, I'd have no fucking show. Uh, Was that and, my manager? Uh, no. Sorry, hang up right no. now. No. No, 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 it's not your manager. <laughs> <laughs> like, who did that? Who would say if, that? If you do the research of like him, of him saying, saying things like, uh, anyway, but how do you, how are you able to kind of like, how are you able to like deal with the person versus the character versus the Trump supporter in the person? Like, how do you deal with that? I don't have any Trump supporter friends. Really? No, I'm just <laughs> well, I was gonna say, well, that's how that's one way to deal with it. That, uh, that makes Fuck it pretty out easy. Of here, idiot. Yeah. Um, no, I I do. Uh, I have a couple, but you know, I just I just don't talk about those things with them because I've I feel like uh, um, a lot. I feel like it's not going to change their mind. So I just avoid those topics with people who whose minds aren't going to be changed. And I feel like that's just a healthier way to go about life, you know. Um, but uh, are, you, are you talking about someone specific from my no, gym? No, no, or... just, just, just in general. I just, I like to be able to have friends in all different areas. Yesterday, somebody hit me up and said, hey, just so you know, you're following this person. And they're, said the misogynistic person there on Twitter. And I was like, dude, like, I don't have, if I have to go, like, it's hard enough to please my own thoughts. I gotta yeah. go. Yeah, it's like, I was like, I, how much contact tracing do we have to do? I, I, yeah. I can't go back and start unfollowing people because of their fucking stupid thing. Like, 
what are we yeah. doing here? And then the person's like, well, just so you know, the girl accused me of not being a good ally to the women's movement. And, and, and yeah, then yeah. started hitting up my followers saying, just so you know, Adam Hunter uh, uh, says he's an ally to women, but he follows this person and this person. Well, you need, you need to block that shit stir, you know? Like, yeah, block that like, person. Because honestly, like, whoever you choose to be friends with, that's, that's your deal, you know? Well, like, nobody else can tell you like who to, know what who to associate with. And even if I, don't, if I don't agree with somebody, my, my thing is, like, avoidance is the worst thing you can do. I like to know mm -hmm. where people stand on things. Like, so yeah. I'm not gonna agree with Colby, but at least I'll hear him out and what he yeah. what he says. Greg, what's your uh, suggestion? I mean, because you have friends that are comics that are uh, across the board. Well, I mean, you know, you can't help but the way prejudiced people look at things. And with Colby specifically, I remember he spoke, he talked trash about that manager. So, yeah. I mean, I can see where the manager, you know, was then like, oh, well, you know you know, fuck you and fuck that. So, I Who's mean- Who's the manager? Ali, it was, it was- Oh, it was, that it was, asshole, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. And Colby really, and Colby really laid into him, so. But it was, uh, even, it, was, it was even before that. It was like years before that, because I had a Colby on the show, and I, and, I, and, I, and I booked Bilal, and I was like, Bilal, and I knew Bilal, and all of a sudden I got Bilal's representative saying, I can't, I can't do it on the head. I'm like, what? And then Ali was like, yeah, you support a guy who, and I'm like, come on, like. Yeah, but you're a talk show, so if you're, if you're not bringing on guests that are gonna get clicks and get views and asking them questions people wanna ask them, then what, what else? It's not like you're, yeah. I don't know. It's not like you're like, I don't know. I don't even know how that would, that would have anything to do with him or his fighters. So that's, yeah. Oh, he that's, just clearly took it personally. Strange. He just yeah. took it personally, and obviously he said those things on this show. So yeah. Dude, I've been, I've been blocking to prevent so many people of his from being a part of the show. <laughs> I've been blocking so many of his accounts since the Gadelia fight. <laughs> like <laughs> oh, all really? his fake accounts have come out. Like, oh, you didn't win, you didn't win. It's like, oh, shit, fuck out of here. Like, yeah, the, like she has my money. Like that should be enough of your if satisfaction. Anybody, if anybody should respect somebody who's open-minded. It's Ali because it seems like his past is like, whoa. And a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people are like giving him a pass on a lot of shit that you're just like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, so like, and those are actions versus like Colby, which seems to, I like that's the thing about Colby. It's all talk, yeah. The thing is like, it came out, he never even voted before. Like, mm. like they did, a, they, did a, they, they traced his voting record, he never voted. Like, just, <laughs> he literally, that's so funny. That's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. Now, Kobe is an idiot, and I, but at the same time, like, you're, you're supposed to have idiots on your show. It's a comedy show. So, like, I, I would never, like, judge you for, for that. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. When he, when he does it, when he does it, it just feels like wrestling. It's, it's yeah, exactly. It's, you yeah. know, he's got all the fake names going and everything, and it, it feels like hype shit. It doesn't, no, one's listening, no one's watching it, I think, and going, you know, this guy makes a lot of good political points. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, you get what I think he's he should, doing. I think he should practice his lines a bit better. Though. Oh, no. <laughs> get, like, an acting I'll, I'll coach what, or something. You know what I'm talking about? People, like, in general, like, okay, um, for example, this happened two days ago. Like, Aubrey Huff. I know Aubrey Huff, who's a baseball player who's, like, beyond a Trump supporter. I mean, he's, like, says all this outlandish shit. He's, and... I know him. I went to a charity function. I met this guy, and he couldn't have been nicer. He told me how he was a Christian and this, and he, and he found Jesus. And he was so nice to me and my wife and our kids. But I didn't know anything about him. And then I Google his name, and I'm like, oh, wow. That's, you know. <laughs> but 
but like, so I, that's the only interaction I have with him. And he, and he came to my show. So, and uh, so somebody asked me, Hey, they said, Hey, listen, um, my, my, my friend had had my friend, my, my, my cousin had a kid, the kid passed away after three days. Um, and they're fucking heartbroken. This and that huge baseball player. Do you know any baseball people that can make a video? I know, you know, Aubrey Huff. So I reached out to him yesterday. Within three seconds, I got a video from Aubrey Huff, like saying, sorry about your, your son. Just a really nice heartfelt thing. Like, and then I see today he's trending on Twitter for saying something about, I don't know, something women or I didn't even read it. Like, <laughs> I reached out to my other friend uh, who knew somebody and I was like, hey, can you do this? Who's like the most liberal fucking Joe Biden guy. Well, who exactly is this person to you? And why should I, and can you write an email? And then I said, e I got another email and I'm just like, like, but like, I feel like Colby's that one of those guys that if I legitimately asked him for something like that, he would do it in three seconds. You know, yeah, and yeah. sometimes people could be really good people, but they just have shitty politics. Or, exactly, or just shitty uh, personas. You know, um, but yeah, I, I feel like a lot of the people that because I've I was a fan before I became a fighter, so I didn't know anyone like going onto the show or anything. And I felt like a lot of the people that I talk mad shit about, like before I was a fighter, I meet them in person. I'm like, oh my god, this person is so sweet. They're so nice. They're so accommodating. Like they, like they're so humble, and it's totally different. Like the first time I met Ronda Rousey was on the show, and she was super fucking cool. And like before the show, I was like, man, look at her. She's all cocky. She thinks she can knock out Mayweather. Like she's she's a bitch. She's so mean when she yeah. like fights people, and she was so mean to Misha. And it's like meeting Ronda Rousey was <laughs> so much cooler than meeting Misha Tate. You know, so right. <laughs> so yeah. Like, you never know what a person actually is like uh, j just because, like, you, you know them from TV or you know them from the Internet. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I actually met a good friend of Colby Covington's through a friend, and we were just, like, sitting and having dinner, and she's like, oh, hey, you're in the UFC? Oh, my friend's in the UFC. His name's Colby Covington. I'm like, <laughs> 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 like, oh, shit. But the girl was really nice. I'm like, okay, so the, he has this really cool friend. She's really pretty, nice girl or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, if, if she's associated with him and she's, like, a super cool down-to-earth person, then he must be a super cool down-to-earth person to somebody you know <laughs> you know 100 i honestly feel like so, yeah i feel like a lot of people like a lot of like i live in california new york they, they, they assume people in like the quote-unquote red states are like just you know all maga people blah, blah blah and go walking around and someone who's been to every state that's not the case at all and a lot of these people are, are like are that i know personally are just like the nice they're the people that if your car was broken down on the on the highway they would come over and help you with your car and like yeah. it's like to me that's worth that that means a lot to me when someone actually like it would already making that video in three seconds that meant a lot you know regardless yeah. of this situation of, of his opinions on women on women <laughs> <laughs> what did he do did he rape someone no 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 he just i don't know what he said he said something stupid like you know hey uh why don't we go to the middle east and take some of those women over there and get them and take off the burkas or some stupid oh fucking, my god some stupid joke that i'm that yeah. like i'm sure like when, when you when i tell a joke and then when you read a joke on twitter a lot of times it's not the same it's not how the person meant it and if right. you're not a, if you're not a professional greg comedian even if you are a professional, it can get fucked up. If you're still got to be careful. 
Yeah. Oh my God. One of the funniest things ever, Angela, you did before we let you go is uh, when uh, Kimbo Slice's guy, Dada, was fighting in a trigon. Oh, yeah. That they had an actual <laughs> triangle. And they're like, yeah. battle in the, like, it's not, I don't think like a real word, a trigon, but it was like, and then you said, well, let trigons be trigons. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was laughing for like two weeks myself. And I was also like <laughs> mad that I didn't think of that. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh. No, half of, half of your tweets, I'm like, oh, why didn't I think of that first? Like, oh. yeah, I, I love, I love stupid pun jokes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. So who do you want to fight next? Um, Watterson, man. Like, I think that'd be a good matchup. I, mm. She's one of the ranked people I haven't fought yet. Um, and yeah, I just, I like that style. I think I can track her down in that small cage if it's Apex. So everything about that matchup I like. And she's down. Usually when I call people out, there's uh, radio silence, but she actually went on Hawani's show, and I think he drug it out a little bit, but she still responded. She was like, yeah, that'd be a lovely fight, so I think it would be lovely too. Um, her words, not mine, but... <laughs> lovely, yeah, I think lovely! The way you're bleeding from the nose is lovely! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'd be down for that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that maybe happening. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Angela, for taking the time to be on the show. Good luck with everything. Have a great rest of the week. Yeah, thanks. You too. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Right on. You're the best. Bye.